Hey, welcome to the Echo and Encourage podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Garrido, and I'm here to talk about all things that echo eternity and encourage everyone. From how to embrace entrepreneurship to the best tips to flourish in your life. Thanks so much for listening. Let's dive in. It is my honor to introduce to you Anna Spreckley, personal stylist and style blogger with an aim to empower authentic confidence in whoever she meets and help people feel their best from the inside out. Thank you so much for coming today, Anna. I'm honored to connect with you. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Thank you so much. What inspired you to become a personal stylist and style blogger? So my journey with style, fashion, feeling good in my skin, everything probably started, I was honestly like a kid. Like I I actually, it started from quite a negative place. Like I really had really seriously bad low self-esteem. I hated my body. I, from a young age, like I'm talking like an unusually young age to have a dissatisfaction with yourself so I'm talking like five years old like my mum said from as early as she can remember I'd like be in tears about my clothes and then that basically continued until I was like 26 (laughs) um I'm 30 nearly 34 now so it was a real journey with me like I did modeling at a young age and coming to terms with my body and my myself was something that I really struggled with and so it was my own journey and then when I embraced who I was, like I spent a lot of time working on the inside, working on my faith, on my, who I am as a person, my identity and embracing all of that. And it was really that journey that then helped me to step into like, I don't want to dress in a way that the world tells me to dress or like fashion tells me to dress. I want to dress in a way that communicates who I'm made to be and that works with my body type and works with my personality and is coming from an authentic place so I did that journey just on my own as a person and then I realized how much it changed my life so then I wanted to help others with them so I mean I've always been interested in style and fabrics and color but to make that then a profession was just a journey that I went on so I never just not on my watch I don't want anyone else to feel the way that I've felt and so it felt it to be honest it felt more like ministry than anything because it's just helping people in their identity we carry so much self-hate without even knowing, you know, like as soon as we look in the mirror, we can look for the flaw rather than the thing that actually is working for us. So to help people on that journey is something that was a natural progression from like my breakthrough to then helping people break through as well. Thank you so much for sharing that. I am so sorry for all of the hard things that you went through as a child and so proud of you for finding the breakthrough and to keep pushing forward what are some of the things that supported you to get to that breakthrough point Hmm. I think perseverance was a huge thing like you've I don't know like our culture now is very quick to cancel like cancel ourselves cancel like there's just so it's just so easy and so for me like perseverance was something that I was just like I've just got you know if it's not good it's not the end and like for me it was a real like realignment with who I am as a like as a woman who I am made to be regardless of what my my circumstance says so it was like it yeah I would just say it's per, it was perseverance and that and and for sure like if something it's not we shouldn't like our natural response when we view ourselves um the natural response 
like shouldn't be something that's negative but it has become that you know like we are as women as well like we are so quick to be like that so um I came through by perseverance by like stopping like follow like practically speaking like stopping following stuff on Instagram that wasn't going to do me any any favors or um changing like that narrative so if I saw someone I used to think when I when I love to compliment people but in the past I used to think if I saw someone beautiful or if I saw someone stylish I would think that means that I'm not that so it would be like coming from a place of lack rather than just celebrating them and at the same time being a powerful like beautiful person in my own right so a lot of it was like doing a lot of work and been in my own security and identity so I did like a lot of it was through inner healing stuff or like um therapy I went to study in Northern California for a year at a church and just helps like me navigate who I was as a person and then out of all of that stuff our creativity flows or our style for me it was style but for other people it might be like their work or their passion um but everything is in our identity so for me it was really in the pursuing like who am I made to be and saying yes to that rather than all the lies that can go on in our heads at the same time that is wonderful. And you've gotten to a place where you celebrate not only yourself and your own style, but now you do it for so many other people. That is exciting. What is your goal when working with people? My goal, that's a good question. My goal, first of all, my goal is that someone will just accept themselves. Like when I work with people, my, my, I know that I feel like I've done a good job from when when someone can say that, that they're like oh I look good in that like and that's not by anything it's not by adding clothes it's not by adding color it's by them like being able to acknowledge that they are good in their own right and that's when I feel like I've done a good job um not necessarily like success doesn't need to be measured in a great shopping trip with a client or a great I don't know a great like one-to-one -one session in the studio success is more someone feel like walking away from an interaction that I've had with them feeling like they're good in who they are like they're good enough just as they are and yeah like bettering ourselves is good like going to the gym is good but before all of that stuff happens like just who we are in ourselves success is marked by someone accepting accepting who they are and and that they're enough just as they are that is so beautiful they you must see a big change in their disposition they must light yeah. up and they must be glowing after they have a session with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> it's hard not to when you when you realize that you don't need to fit in a box that culture tells you to fit in so like you know I love I like I said I love fashion and I love in like stuff that I see on Instagram but a lot of that stuff is for a specific works for a specific body type or it works for a specific personality type not everyone else can see that like I wish I could do that like super chic elegant look that's not who I am as a person I'm super clumsy as a person I've got a larger than life personality and so I dress for that personality my body isn't a straight up and down figure and that's fine and that was something that I had to come to terms with so it's a joy when you see someone embrace their body type and embrace their personality and want to communicate how they want to be perceived through that and want to be able to embrace the fact that they might go in and out in a different way in their body to someone else and like accept that that's a real joy because then like we're all just walking in who we naturally are rather than being the clone of each other. That is awesome. You do have such a vibrant personality. How do you figure it out when you meet a client? How do you know and help them discover their personality and then decide what style fits with them? 
that's the trick of the trade that I, <laughs> I'm not going to share. But oh yeah, it takes stuff. a few. <laughs> it takes a few hours. So um, yeah, yeah, I go into who they are as a person. I look at how they want to be perceived. Um, it takes yeah to, a few hours to work with that one, but that's for the session for the for me to not disclose. Yes, no, that's wonderful. That is great. Thank you so much for sharing that. It is an investment of time, but then it's beautiful because then they will know what fits their personality. And yeah, their like style. you might have someone who you might have someone who is super structured in their personality, but their body, there's no structure. Or you might have someone who has a very angular body and zero structure, their personality. So really you have to work with, with each individual and pull out how they need to be tailored, how they need to be dressed or, or whatever to work for them. But it takes time and it, and it's, yeah, I go very in depth with them because it needs to be thorough. You know, people, it's a vulnerable thing to hand your your trust to someone like it's like going to the hairdressers you know you're sat in that chair and you're like please like help me communicate me <laughs> through this yes. it's the same with clothes if not more so because it takes like what six seconds to build an impression with someone um and so like in that split second you know I get to help people communicate that that is so creative and that must be so fun it sounds like a dream job that <laughs> you must love doing Mm, for sure yeah what is some advice you would give someone who wants to discover the most authentic way for them to dress well authenticity isn't isn't like a style is it like if you see someone you don't think they're dressing authentically what makes it authentic is them communicating them so the piece of advice is like who who are you as a person because that's how you should dress so like as soon as you're I, th- I personally think as soon as you're starting to feel like negative been like this doesn't feel like me then that's when you're not dressing authentically so authentic dressing is actually like communicating what's on the inside like I mentioned about the structure or no structure um so authentic dressing has really been true to yourself so for me it was permission actually and I feel like that's part of my job is to like, give people permission um to dress so like I use myself as the example like I used to try and dress quite small scale like try and just fit into this little box of like just the kind of I've forgotten what the word is like I guess the mainstream kind of way and in a way I still do I still do but I was told that through like life experiences previous relationships that I was in so a lot of it for me in dressing authentic was like um to a lot of permission to just actually break free from that and just go for it if you want to do something like huge go for a huge ruffle if you want to kind of go for some like trousers that are a little bit out there that and that was it for me for someone else authentic dressing might be like keep it super neat and, and tidy because that person might be like that in the put so um authentic dressing comes from the inside and my my piece of advice would be do not copy something that you see online just because you think it's fashionable that's not authentic what what is authentic is when you put something on and you're like this feels like I'm wearing my own clothes today that is wonderful advice thank you for sharing that <laughs> How does style benefit someone's life? I glanced over your questions yesterday. So I, was, I was like super busy yesterday. So I like glanced over, I haven't processed them yet. How does style benefit someone's life? It's not like, it was so life-changing for me as a client when I, when I went like a year or so ago to, as a client, like I really did not like my body. Like I mentioned, I really didn't like it. And it kind of helps you just take a big deep breath and think oh like it's self-acceptance so it helps you not just on a physical level on on or a practical level on like okay this is a kind of cut of jean I need to wear or like this is 
this has been a problem area now that's fixed it's not like that it's more like it helps you emotionally connect with yourself like I remember when I was a client I cried in my session because I I realized how mean I'd been to myself like I remember part of part of it you know I was like I remember someone measuring me um just to work out like what kind of shapes I needed for stuff um and I remember feeling like this is so weird like I've spent so much time criticizing myself and so much time like hating those areas of my body so really what it is is like like I said this acceptance of self of like it's not a problem that my body shape is x or it's not a problem that my personality is like this so the most freeing thing about it is more like yeah not on the practical side but on the emotional side of connecting with yourself and like I'm embracing this rather than feeling like I need to fit in a box of something else so I usually like I'll run through my little checklist of what I like to dress like and if I don't if I feel like I'm verging away from that then that's when I can come back to myself and like Anna are you really communicating like how you want to be perceived today are you trying to like I don't know I remember I went to a meeting a few weeks ago and I remember the style of that person was very chic and very cool and I feel just a little bit out there sometimes so I kind of refined myself a little bit for that meeting and I was like why am I doing that that's not authentic dressing and so actually it was like going back to who am I like yeah how do I want to be perceived what are those things that I need to do to bring that Anna out to the world that is in there and not anymore shoving her down so for me it was more permission and freedom and acceptance of self to get to that point that is such a good point I never really thought about how emotional dressing can be I'm just processing my own time dressing myself and I can remember times when I would wear baggier clothing. It was at times when I wanted to mute my personality. I didn't really want to stand out. It was college days when I was younger. I felt like, oh, I don't want people looking at me. I feel uncomfortable, so let me just hide. And I remember even in growing up in different, um, different settings, people might say things like, oh, you need to cover your body or no matter what you wear, you know, you just, you just need to hide. I, I remember that message of, I need to hide my body and not just embrace what, whatever it looks like and kind yeah. of mute, mute my personality, mute who I am. And it didn't make sense. And so I, I do remember going back and asking myself, you know, where is that coming from? Is that from somebody's unhealthy belief that might stem from other things? Do I want to accept that or not? And I've let go of it over time, but I never really thought. Yeah. Emotional dressing. Yeah. Emotional dressing is a huge thing. Like think about it. I still do it now. If you've had a bad day, what do you do? You get your sweats back on, you put your big hoodie on big tea and there's nothing wrong with that I still do that now but what I would ask is are you doing it because you want to hide you don't want to be seen you're feeling rubbish about yourself and you're physically responding to how you're feeling on the inside because that's when we have the choice to be like no like I'm going to be myself regardless of how I'm feeling or regardless of the situation regardless of what my body is like yeah it's so true or even just looking at celebrity culture and even thinking like well, Hayley Bieber does this cool little slick back oversized thing. Why don't I dress like her? And actually that's still not authentic dressing. Like we can be authentic to our emotions for sure. If you're having a rubbish day, get the hoodie out, get the big t-shirt out. But that's also where you have a choice of being like, am I going to let this thing define me or not? Like, am I going to come under that? Or am I going to be me regardless in spite of this situation? 
Yes, that is so good. Preach. Woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone got me a mic. What if my microphone worked? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I came across your testimony online and how it relates to the Bible in John chapter four and wanted to ask you if you would please share with us a bit about your testimony about discovering Jesus's love and acceptance. Yeah, I grew up in church. Um and then really didn't like I never really felt good and like I just did not even good enough for God or good enough church. it wasn't really like that I just never felt good enough period end of like for anything my family my friends guys whatever and then when I was 11 I went to a huge Christian festival here in the UK and gave my life to Jesus and like filled with the Holy Spirit and then walked away from it big time in my teens, you know, like that's such a significant period, like 11 to 18 years old. Um, and just was so desperate, like beyond desperate for affection. And I don't even know where that came from because my parents are very loving. It was more like I physically could not even get my head around what being confident would look like. Like I couldn't, I used to look at confident people or like self-assured people and I'd be like, how, where did they get that from? I don't have it. Um, and really it was like coming into my faith that I got that. So like went through a bit of a rocky time in my teens, nothing too bad, like nothing too deep. I just couldn't connect with myself, my parents, faith, anything. I kind of walked away from it. And then really it was like a journey of self-discovery. So my twenties were chaotic. Like even though I was kind of in church, kind of not, I was married to someone else at the time, um, and it was just not a healthy relationship from the get-go. Like, you know, I was like, it's, you know, there are three sides of, of the truth. There's like my version, your version, there's the truth. And so there's always three stories going on. And the truth is there were two really broken people in a relationship and probably didn't choose each other very well. And so we were married and um, a lot happened in that time of like pre-marriage. Like I was all over the place uh, with my identity and, I would I would not accept my body and that was quite a toxic relationship for me because he of what he told me about my body and things like that and when we divorced I was like you know total breaking point like had nothing you know apart from the church coming at me being like some people from the church anyway been like God hates divorce and then feeling all that shame whilst also feeling all the shame within the marriage and it, I was just really really broken not in a good way like in the UK we have something called the Samaritans don't know how if you have it in the US but it's like a, a helpline where you, you know you call them up and you um yeah if you if you're not in if you're pretty depressed or you want to end your life or you're not in a good way and I called them up and I was just not happy at all and I remember like feeling this thing been like someone's going to pay for you to spend some time um at Bethel California and I, was, I didn't even know what that was I did not know what the Bethel church was I, I had no idea so and I didn't want Christians around me at that point so I was just like I don't want to be around Christians but I, you know it's a church so kind of ignore it so I, I didn't tell anybody about this and I was driving down to do this Christian festival that I was working at and um, my brother calls me up and he's like Anna someone in my church is praying for you and they want to pay for you to spend some time at Bethel and I was like no so I like hung up anyway ended up out there and that was the turning point for me. So I'd spent like by that point, like what, 27, 26, 27 years kind of in church, kind of out of church, really wanting to desperately be connected to it because that's what my faith was. Like I did have a deep faith, but in terms of feeling accepted and accepting myself felt like this really weird balance because I got really burnt out in one of the churches I was in. Um, it wasn't very healthy. And so 
anyway went out there and ended up staying for ministry school and that was the turning point for me and I realized like most of my life I was looking for acceptance so most of my life I remember like I'd be traumatized leaving holiday or leaving people that I connected with and I'll be like what is this thing why don't I feel at home wherever I go and really it's because I didn't feel at home in my heart I didn't know what home was and then when I went to ministry school for a year I discovered that like Jesus is home and when you're when you know who you are in him and when you know your identity wherever you go you're at home and you're at even in the most chaotic of times you can be at peace because you know that he's good and for me it was like this realignment not necessarily with coming to faith because I did have I gave my life to Jesus when I was 11 but it was more like carrying this connection and the acceptance from God that I'm accepted before I've even opened my eyes I'm accepted before I've even connected with my friends or I'm accepted before I need that validation from social media or or guys like that was a huge thing for me I've I've dated I spent most of my single years dating if you know what I mean like I was so so, uh, seeking acceptance um and so I in my year where I spent time in America it was just like knowing that I'm loved and I'm accepted just as I am and getting that like deep inside of me which is where this whole thing comes from with now my job because I get to communicate that not necessarily in a in a faith-based way um but I get to people help people accept what they physically see might not be what they spiritually see um yet but you know so yeah so for me it was that kind of journey of accepting self and I always felt like the woman at the well like I always felt like I was carrying this like jar of like my knee you know at the time you know like the woman at the well is carrying this jar she thinks her need is water um and she has this interaction she doesn't even realize who she's speaking to at the time and he just loves on her and just tells her like what she's worth and that was like me I was carrying this what was my jar um and I interacted with Jesus and realized my version of Jesus was very different to the true version of Jesus um who is just loving just regardless and realize that you know the story of the woman at the well she drops the jar and she goes and tells people about who he is and that's what it felt like for me like when I interacted with Jesus I dropped that thing that I was carrying which was acceptance and really received his acceptance for me and then that's when I got to walk in that and that was a real turning point for me and my story and then I carried that it's like you carry identity when you receive it like you carry it and so then moving forward from that it changed the relationships I was in because I was in relationships from a place of acceptance and it changed my relationship with myself. I still have those days where I feel really low about my body or feel really low about who I am because I'm a human. But then now I have the difference of, no, Annie, you know who you're accepted by. And that like well moment, like we all have those well moments where we interact with, with Jesus and he's kind to us. And it's just going back to that place where like you can drop that need and just receive his love. Amen. Oh, I am, I am crying tears of joy listening <laughs> to you talk about your testimony. And I just know it's impacting not only me, but our listeners. Um, wow. I wasn't expecting to have a bunch of tears. Good thing I've got. <laughs> I thought it was your contact lens. <laughs> you know, at first my contact was acting up today, but <laughs> the, this is my heart really touched. And I'm so glad that you called, was it called the Samaritan line or good Samaritan line? Oh, the Samaritans, yeah. Samaritans. Here in the U.S., we've got the domestic, we've got different things. So we've got um, a line to call if there's domestic abuse and intimate partner, um, intimate partner abuse, whether it's physical, emotional, psychological. There's also the hotline to call for depression as well, which there are these resources. I wanted to ask you, 
now that you've accepted, fully accepted and embraced Jesus's acceptance for you, do you have more compassion for yourself looking back at all the different things you went through, through looking at um, your identity and the divorce? Do you have more compassion for that woman? Yeah, for sure. I remember I am in a relationship I was in. I mean, it was, like I said, I, I would do name it I would do that for anything for that relationship like I was so desperate to be accepted and one of those things was plastic surgery um they were quite keen um for me to get plastic surgery and so I did and a few years later I had an issue with it um after we divorced and I went down to the um surgery in London and said you know I'm having this issue can I have a look and they showed me the pictures of before and they said can we just check is this you kind of thing and I was so thin in those images and I at the time I was you know I was told my body wasn't great um by this person and and I just like burst into tears when I left I felt so upset and I just wanted to go back 10 years or whatever and just hug that person and just tell her that she's so like beautiful and that I'm so proud of her like she's so strong and it, it when I interact with that like now I feel a bit emotional even talking about it I've got a lot of self-compassion for the Anna of a decade ago or even like 10 years ago well that is a decade like 20 years ago um because she just didn't love herself and she just needed a friend and she didn't know she didn't know that she was worthy of reaching out for friendship um so yeah I've got a lot of a lot of self-compassion I'm still horrible to myself I still have days because I'm a human you know where I'm like you know I don't say positive things about myself I'm not perfect to say the least but in that moment me and my husband challenge each other and we're like well, what what do you need to tell yourself say three good things about yourself right now and so we'll we'll practice that self-compassion with each other or we'll say like what are the lies that you're believing about yourself right now because you don't even want to accept that that's a thought that you want to be in alignment with it's like that that is a lie it's not a truth so you need to like counteract it now with truth so we're more proactive with it and I'm more proactive with self-compassion I didn't even know what self-compassion was like 20 years ago <laughs> but yeah self-compassion is so important because if we I mean, I'm a hypocrite because I, you know, I think it was like two days ago. I was like, I look horrible. <laughs> but, um, you know, when like we are made fearfully and wonderfully and like that, I once looked into that because I was like, what does that even mean? Because it sounds actually quite scary, but it like, it means awesomely like in all, like in power. So we're made powerfully, we're made in all, like when Jesus looked at us, I heard a preach once and it was like, in the creation story like God made the world he made the trees he made the vastness the oceans and it still wasn't enough to embody his goodness so then he made us and it's like oh yeah that's so powerful like that's how beautiful and that's how like awesome fearful wonderful that we're made um and so actually like self-compassion comes back to that of like this isn't this design isn't even my work <laughs> so to criticize it is criticizing the artist and the artist is the one that I love and the artist is the one who loves me so I can't really, I can't really criticize it. It's not my job. That's right. I love your perspective on it and validating your own uh, emotions and feelings and then reflecting on it and saying, what does, what does God say about me? What does his heart say? And I personally love your get ready with me videos that you do <laughs> and your joy and your beauty exudes all from your heart inside out you are lovely and you are made in his image and I know you know that <laughs> and thank so thank you for sharing your beauty with the world and even at times when I know as women and men struggle too at times with body image 
it can be it can be hard to put ourselves out there but you document so well your your style and your story and you bring other people into it which makes it really fun oh thank you it looks to me that God has fully restored your marriage with bringing a healthy loving husband into your life that is so ready to honor you and to be there for you and support you on this identity journey. So before it looks like you were in what I would say an abusive, emotionally abusive relationship, because for someone to hurt you with their words and to um, act anything out of love, uh, the Bible says husbands love your wives and to not have harsh words. And now God's restored you with a man that honors the covenant. And so I just want to celebrate that. And I'm so excited for you with that. And your example, you are a role model to so many people because still in the church, like you said, there is some judgment on divorce, but it's not biblical. When there's covenant breaking behavior, as Patrick Weaver says, that is outside of the covenant. And so I'm just so happy for you that you are flourishing as you accept your identity in Christ and your husband supports you. So thank you for sharing. Oh yeah, he's amazing. And I I remember like, I remember loads and loads of people would come up to me when they prayed for me or whatever. And they'd be like, God's really going to restore, you know, you hear all the Bible verses and like, he's really going to store the years, restore the years that the locusts have eaten and all of that. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's not going to happen for me. But I remember then someone saying, like, when he restores, he doesn't just do it. He restores to perfection. And so, like, it's amazing because I thought I was too far past that. Like, you know, I've made so many mistakes. It wasn't just my ex-husband who was in the wrong. Like, I've made mistakes for sure. (laughs) Um, And then when I met Jono, like, what was quite cool is we we got together. And on the 25th of July, no, when was it? On the 25th of November, he, no, sorry, sorry, excuse me. On the 25th of like August, he told me that he loved me. On the 25th of November, he proposed to me. And on the 25th of March, uh, we got married. And I was like, that's really interesting because that was all by accident. So like, that was all like by accident, like random. So I Googled it and I was like looking into like the significance of, like the biblical like what would what could be behind that and I loved it that like 25 means grace upon grace in the bible like it doesn't just mean grace but it means like the perfection of grace which is grace upon grace and I was like God's so kind like when he restores something that was so broken it is like he it's like it's not just done but it's like grace upon grace upon grace he's just that's how good he is so Thank you for sharing that. I haven't learned about that before. And so that is so exciting. That's awesome. (laughs) It's beautiful. Since you've had this beautiful encounter with truly embracing Jesus's love and acceptance for you, how has this influenced you as a woman and an entrepreneur? Firstly, as a woman, it's it's actually embracing embracing that uh, very thing like you're a daughter you're a you're a woman you have we have responsibility to to be everything that we were made to be as a female and I think that's a powerful thing like I love being a woman I love all of those things that's involved with that as emotional as we get <laughs> like our physical stuff that we have to deal with like um 
that all goes back to identity and so as God's restored all of those things within me it's like the enemy hates beauty like the enemy hates beauty and as women we can be so quick to criticize and I like you know you wouldn't you know that what that feels like and since accepting Jesus's love for me that means accepting the truth because love is true like true truth is love and love is truth and so what it you know when you accept love and when you accept restoration from Jesus and he does that work in you it's accepting then the truth about who you are so it it's changed me as a woman because it's accepting that I'm beautiful regardless of regardless of the internal narrative regardless of my own opinion of myself it's been like those two things can be like true your feelings can be true as well as the actual truth can be true and like so for me it's like if you accept his love you accept that you are loved and you are lovable and that who you are is is enough and so it's changed like that um and it's accept it's changed the truth as well of knowing the more I know that I'm loved I said this this morning to my husband we're we're like dealing with some like house stuff at the moment and I was like we need to come back to the truth that if we're loved by God he's got good things for us and like he's never going to leave us alone and so actually when we receive his love it's continue like applying that to every single area of your life whether it's professional or emotional or dreams desires family life whatever it is it's like who are you loved by and then that is your true north that's your anchoring in spite of the situations of what it looks like like um so it's always going back to that so if you've accepted that you're loved it's always reminding yourself like in the situation with your family you're loved in the situation of you know whatever like them as the bible says in proverbs in his heart a man plans his course but the lord determines his steps so it's knowing like i'm loved so i'm not alone and i don't have to strive and i can just sit knowing that i'm going to be okay because i'm loved i'm a loved one um and it's changed me as an entrepreneur as well been like I'm not doing this on my own. It's so vulnerable to start a business or it's so vulnerable to put yourself out there online or it's so vulnerable to, you know, as women as well, we have, well, I think a lot of people do, but I think we suffer more with imposter syndrome. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I surely, I for sure have done over this last year. And so it's then going back to your identity as well, been like, well, it's the same as what I said about being a woman, but as an entrepreneur, it's like, he's not going to let me fail. And if I do, then that means there's something better and everything is mindset, like, I'm not alone anymore so all those years in my 20s in my teens in my young years where I felt so lonely in my heart it's going back and like well, I've accepted Jesus so I'm never alone so in this business venture I'm never alone and it's not been easy you know starting a business is not easy my journey with it has not been easy recently but it's actually been like well I'm not alone in it so if it's you know he's he's always got something good when I was in America I wanted to stay for another year and um and I, I, honestly, it felt like God was absolutely like blocking it. And so, and I moved to London and I had, su- I, the, I had such an incredible time in London. It was even better than when I was in America. And then we felt led to come up to where we live now. And we were like, but why would we, why would we leave London? But then when we came up here, it's been even better than London. And that's the nature of God. And so when you accept his love, it all comes back to who he is, is it, what is his nature? What is his nature as an entrepreneur? What is his nature in, a, in the capacity of being a woman? And then it's been an alignment with that. So whatever you're doing, starting a new business or anything, it's like, what's his nature? And then I have responsibility to reflect that nature around me. So for me, like I do encouragement videos. It's not like I'm not preaching. I'm not doing anything like church related, but I am showing his nature, which is acceptance and encouraging people to do the same. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. (laughs) How can our listeners connect with you? Mm, connect with me well on a practical level 
on Instagram. Um, my DMs are always open. Um, so it's Anna, A-double-N-A, Anna Spreckley style. Um, so I'm sure they can find it through your, your profile. But um, yeah, so I love to connect with people online. Um, and I'm always, yeah, always up for chatting and helping people. If that, you know, if people are struggling with their, their self-acceptance or wanting to start a business or whatever, I'm more than happy um to yeah encourage so and I love I love to connect with people thank you so much what is one thing that we can start doing to echo eternity or encourage others first of all start with yourself so no point encouraging other people if you can't accept yourself and so eternity like echoing eternity and echoing like the sound of heaven starts as soon as you wake up in the morning and it starts as soon as you look in the mirror um so that's the first thing that you can do is echo it back to yourself and then to look for that person to give that person that you see that time in the day when like just take a moment and think like ask god like what's the one thing this person needs to hear today and then say that thing and try it and you know like what's the worst that could happen is <laughs> the worst that you can happen is you encourage someone <laughs> um and to remember as well that their reaction isn't your responsibility you know like we can encourage I encourage so many people and the amount of like pushback I get from people being like no I'm not going to receive that's not true you know all that stuff but actually like you've done your job so echoing heaven or echoing eternity starts with yourself and doing that to yourself and it's then going out and doing the same to others telling people the truth about who they are and being kind regardless of what their response is back I love that I am going to think about that when I wake up tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to think about what you said and look in the mirror and pick something to yeah. just celebrate. And thank you so much, Anna, for sharing your wisdom, your testimony, your style, your flair. It has been <laughs> such a beautiful experience for me to hear from you. And I'm so excited for your journey, your entrepreneurial journey, everything that you have going. God is going to bless you tremendously. He'll continue to flourish with everything that you do. Thank Aww. you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. If you liked it, and if you enjoy the show in general, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to see more about each episode, head over to the Echo and Encourage podcast on Instagram or Echo and Encourage on YouTube.